0: Let no debt remain outstanding, except the continuing debt to love one another, for he who loves his fellow man has fulfilled the law. The commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not covet, and whatever other commandment there may be, are summed up in this one rule, love your neighbour as yourself. Love does no harm to its neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. And do this, understanding me, the, the, the present time. The hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber. Because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Thank you, you, Derek. Good morning, all. morning. Morning, morning. Good to be here. Let's pray. Jesus, Jesus. We certainly, Lord, do want to lift your name high, Lord, in this place this morning, Jesus. Lift your name high in our hearts and in our lives. Come, Holy Spirit, and lead us, Lord, into all truth. May you, Lord, have all the glory, all the honour and all the praise. Father, open our hearts and minds afresh because there's something Hear, Lord, for each and every one of us, and Lord, help us to receive that, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I do hope that when you come to church each week, you come expectant, Uh, expectant to meet, obviously, with each other, but expectant to hear something from the Lord this morning, this, what I'm going to say, is not rocket science. Um, It's going over things that you will know, and probably know really quite well. But I just felt God put this on my heart, so here we go. You'll have heard me say this before, but it's always worth repeating this one. I believe that God is far more interested in how we treat one another than anything we do in ministry in his name. You know, we can hear the most eloquent speaker, a prolific writer of Christian books, a person who prays with all their heart and knows their Bible well. Someone, perhaps, that we can put on a pedestal of holiness and true Christianity. And then after this high-profile speaker has got down from the platform, they can sometimes perhaps speak in an unkind, unloving way to someone. Jesus said in Matthew 7, by their fruits you will know them. How we are in private when no one else is around, is a true test of our character. Loving our neighbour means to love the people we meet and deal with every day. It's not good enough just to love and to seek the welfare of our own family and friends, and then be indifferent towards others. I remember, isn't it strange what you remember, I remember some years ago there was a crowd of us at New Wine and a lady was camping with us and she had her granddaughter with her and her granddaughter was a bit of a fussy eater. So this lady went to the local supermarket and bought a punnet of strawberries and she came back and said these strawberries are for Sammy no one else can touch them and i remember thinking oh and i still remember that sometimes it is easy to do all the right religious things and to neglect love our love for one another is a true measure Of our obedience and trust in God. The day is at hand, Paul says in Romans. And often in our communion service, we say Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. I'm wondering, looking at the world, if the end times are imminent, but that then could just be to do with my age. But if not imminent, certainly we are coming closer with each passing day to the day that Jesus returns. And we need to travel our Christian journey with a sense of the end in sight. We need to wake up out of sleep. Um, A young Christian lady that I know, only in her thirties, said, I think about heaven every day. Now, that's not in a, a morbid way, but in a sense of knowing the outcome of this world and knowing that that is going to be proper home. I thought it was lovely. I think about heaven every day. It's We need to shake ourselves sometimes out of complacency and out of sleep. All sorts of things happen in our sleep, don't they? We can talk in our sleep, apparently. We can sleepwalk, walk in our sleep. And of course, we all know that we think in our sleep because we dream. God can and does talk to us in our sleep. I know people that have had what they would call God dreams. Dreams that are more real than reality. I wonder if that's God's way of getting their attention. We need to wake up. Paul says, cast off the works of darkness and put on the armour of light. Each day we get dressed. Otherwise, we'd all be sat here with nothing on. And we put on clothes which are appropriate to what we're doing that day, or the weather, or perhaps both. And every day, as we put on our clothes, we need to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. We put on Christ daily. We can read about the armour of God in Ephesians 6. This passage in Romans is practical advice on how we can live the Christian life. But we know that we cannot ever do this in our own strength. We live this life of love when we are empowered by the Holy Spirit It's the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that enables us to conquer our worldly flesh. And make no mistake, our worldly flesh is constantly in battle with God's Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our living teacher. He enables us to understand and apply God's Word when we read it. And sometimes... I think we need a reintroduction to the Holy Spirit, a refocus on what the Holy Spirit is and does. The scriptures reveal three basic truths about the Holy Spirit. And when we learn these, we will not only be led into all truth, as Jesus said in John 16, but we will be able to introduce others to Jesus. The Holy Spirit is all-powerful. We see the effects of that power, the presence of the Spirit at the very moment of creation in Genesis 1. The Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And the Holy Spirit drew life out of the chaotic earth and produced light and order. And that same Holy Spirit lives within us and can bring light and order out of our sometimes chaotic lives. I think that's amazing. The Holy Spirit is all wise. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 tells us he knows the deep things of God. The Holy Spirit's knowledge of God includes all the divine truth. The first requirement of a good teacher is that they know their subject, that they are teaching. And the Holy Spirit opens our understanding to the meaning of the scriptures and shows us how to apply them to our everyday living. You know, we constantly don't. We have to be open minded and teachable. There are always things to learn. It doesn't matter what age you get to in this world, there is always more to learn and be opened up in our hearts and minds and thinking by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit possesses emotion along with intellect, because Paul warns us not to grieve the Holy Spirit in Ephesians 4. A person may have the ability, must have the ability to love before love can be grieved. You know, the Holy Spirit loves every believer, and there is no favoritism in the kingdom. The Holy Spirit indwells us, and he grieves when we fail to respond to his teaching and his guidance. The Holy Spirit is everywhere. We just need to read Psalm 139. And because the Holy Spirit is everywhere, God's children are constantly within the caring, loving circle of God's concern. Think of yourself in a circle. You are protected, known, called, loved. You can go outside of that circle and God goes with you, but there is always a place to come back in. With the Holy Spirit. That's the the key to get back in. And you know, despite our disobedience and our rebellion, which is much, the Holy Spirit continues to love us and to look after us. If we try to run away, he runs alongside. If we attempt to hide, he's waiting for us. Nowhere can we go where the Holy Spirit won't look for us. And sometimes it's just good we know this stuff, but sometimes it has to sink deeper in. The truth is that God never stops pursuing his children. The call to holiness is God's call on our lives. And we all know that sometimes we cannot sense God's presence. Somebody was only saying to me yesterday, I can't pray at the moment, it's too bad. Well, that's okay. That's why we're here for one another. We leave the praying to others. And sometimes we can't sense God's presence in our lives because of the darkness of sin, worry, anxiety, sorrows and suffering. But it's those times, those tests of faith, that we need to remember that God's got this. God has got your life in his hands. Nothing is going to happen to you that's a surprise to God or random. However, we don't understand. Because God is more keen to meet with us than we are ever to meet with him. God loves us more than we'll ever know how to love, in in that capacity. Anybody else, and it's in those times that we need to remember and hold on that the Holy Spirit dwells within us, and that promise never to leave or forsake us. The Holy Spirit is all powerful, all wise, and present everywhere. So he's here. Right now. In John 3, Jesus says, unless you are born again by the Holy Spirit, you will not enter the kingdom of God. Jesus also says in Matthew 7, I never knew you. Even when you were teaching and preaching in my name. Wow, that's harsh. The Holy Spirit indwelling within us is the connection. I don't know about you, but I constantly need a fresh top-up, a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit in my life. So in this morning, I'm going to invite you, in your hearts, to say sorry first. We've done our confession but just to say sorry for the times when we've grieved the Holy Spirit by not responding to his teaching and guidance. The screen on the this save, screensaver up on screen is the dove, isn't it? Which is of, of, often represented as the Holy Spirit. And dove-